Hey there, I'm Jen, a pediatric registered dietitian who teaches you how to feed your kids and do it right. And I'm Izzy, a student at UNH learning all there is to know about nutrition and dietetics with plans to become a pediatric registered dietitian. On our podcast, Mom, What's for Dinner?, we dig deep into childhood nutrition and teach you not only what to feed your kids, but how to feed them. Join us for conversations about things like eating disorders, RFID, sugar, body image, the gut, and so much more. We release episodes every Tuesday morning. We can't wait for you to listen. Welcome back to another episode of Mom, What's for Dinner? Today, we are going to talk about nutrition as it relates to ADHD, known as Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Mm -hmm. This is something I see a lot of in the kids that I work with. There's a lot of myths out there about sugar and dyes and just lots of stuff about what is the best, quote, diet for Mm -hmm. ADHD. And so we are going to lay it down for you and dispel some myths and just tell you what you need to be doing with your child who has ADHD. We'll start off defining ADHD and just tell you more about it. Yeah, so ADHD is one of the most common neurodevelopmental disorders of childhood, and usually it is diagnosed in childhood and then continues through into adulthood, and it's had a big increase in the amount of diagnoses that have happened in the past couple years, and so there's always a question of, is it just happening more, or is it simply getting better at being diagnosed, Mm. which I think the latter is probably true. It could be a combination of both, but there isn't enough research now to really be able to determine the cause of ADHD. So there's no, I just want to lay this out there flat from the beginning. Nutrition definitely does not cause ADHD. Right. Like there's no... There's no one certain food or Mm -hmm. a food dye that causes ADHD. Yeah. And I think most people know that. I've never heard anyone, you know, ask me that. But just to be super clear. Just to be super clear. Yeah. Nutrition plays a role, but it's not going to like, you know, there's no deficiency causing ADHD and there's no excess intake causing it as well. Right. So some common signs and symptoms include short attention spans, impulsivity, and that could be, like, interrupting other people, or hyperactivity, which is, like, excessive movements. Maybe it's a twitching foot or kind Mm -hmm. of, like, a jittery action. It could be a bunch of different things for different people. Yeah, yeah. Kids who, like, never sit down Mm -hmm. and, like, just can't. Always, like, it seems like they're always just, like, bouncing off the walls. I feel Mm -hmm. like I've heard a lot. Yep. Um, And so ADHD can impact many, many, if not all aspects of a child's life that could be specifically, I feel like a lot of attention is put on academics and ADHD these days. Mm -hmm. Um, But that also includes professionally, within like relationships, daily functioning, behavior, lots of things like that. Yep. It can also lead to poor self-esteem, struggles with socially functioning, Um, which are two extremely important kind of fields in a developing child. So there can be a real struggle, especially for children and families just trying to navigate ADHD and what that means. And it looks so different 
depending on the child or the person, that it definitely can be a struggle. If you suspect that your child may have ADHD, you definitely want to talk about that with their doctor so that they can get a diagnosis and get the right services in place Mm -hmm. to make their life a little bit easier. Yes. Um, So that's just some background on it. Of course, you know, we're not the ADHD specialists here, but we are the nutrition specialists. So let's dive into the nutrition. Yeah. We're going to go through a lot of different uh, topics and nutrients on as they relate to ADHD, but the really the bottom line, like spoiler alert, I hope you keep <laughs> listening, is there is no real special diet that a child with ADHD needs to follow. Right. Um, balance. Balance. It we really. It, we talk about it all the time. I'm it's sure yeah. You've heard it before. Balance is key. Yeah. It's boring. It's not new. Yeah. We will go through and talk about some of the nutrients, um, but there's really no special diet. You might come across some big media headlines, you know, saying, oh, red number 40 is like the cause of all your problems. Mm -hmm. Um, The research around the artificial dyes is not conclusive, conclusive, not very strong. Yes. Um, And we'll we'll get more into that. So we just want balanced diet, high quality foods, Mm -hmm. right? So as many sort of minimally processed foods as we can get in, lots of fruits and veggies, whole grains. Um, It's also really important to note, so a lot of children who have ADHD who are on medications, those kill the appetite. Mm -hmm. So something... Something that kids with ADHD struggle with sometimes is eating and keeping their their body weight up and growth because Mm -hmm. their appetite just can really stink. Um, And so if we already have a child who struggles to eat a bit and then we put them on some kind of restrictive diet, we're Mm -hmm. really just tying our hands behind our back. Um, So that's actually a lot of what I do is I'm working with a lot of kids trying to figure out how are we going to get these nutrients into you, mm-hmm. you know, when once your medication wears off or before you take it in the morning yeah. so that you do continue to grow and thrive the way you're supposed to. Right. So now let's talk about what a good nutrition plan for a child with ADHD looks like. We want it to be rich in healthy fats, proteins, and complex carbs. So we're going to go into these individually and talk about the importance of them and what are some good sources and things that you can include and some staples. Definitely. Healthy fats. Okay, let's, and I'm only saying that first because it's written first in the outline. It's the order we've got. Yeah. Let's talk about healthy fats, particularly Mm -hmm. omega-3s. So you may have heard of omega-3 versus omega-6. Yeah. These are fats that the body can't make and we have to get from food. Mm-hmm. A lot of the fats in our food supply are omega-6 and the omega-3s are kind of lacking. Yes. Omega-3s have been shown to be really important for heart health and brain health. Um, and like I said, they can be a little bit hard to get. There is some evidence that shows that omega-3s can improve ADHD symptoms in some kids. So, again, the research is inconclusive a bit, but, um, you know, 
there is some evidence that shows it can be helpful in some kids. So we're not saying like, oh, if your child has ADHD, just throw them on an omega-3 supplement and they're going to be, you know, cured. (laughs) It might be something that you hear from a doctor or a physician that is suggested for a child with ADHD. So we definitely Mm -hmm. wanted to talk about those and how they can be beneficial for some kids with ADHD. Yeah. So... Omega-3 sources are, they're not hard to come by, but a lot of kids are not eating these foods. So fatty fish is the big one, like salmon. Yep. I don't know many kids that eat salmon, and if your child does, kudos. That's great. Yeah, so great. Um, Some other sources are walnuts, flax seeds, chia seeds, um, canola, and other seed oils. So like walnut oil, flaxseed oil. Mm -hmm. And soybeans and soybean oil. Yep. Um, However, the body is going to absorb the omega-3s from fish better than it's going to absorb them from these other food sources. So you just have to keep that in mind. And actually, so with the the plant-based sources, there's a conversion that has to happen um, from the, uh, I would have to like really look this up, like the EPA to the DHA and there's a conversion. Right. Anyway, we're getting scientific here. Very sciencey journey. <laughs> um, but, it, but so if your child will eat fish or any of those foods, that's great. Um, tuna can count too. You know, tuna does have some of the omega-3s in it as well. Um, if you are considering an omega-3 supplement for your child, either based on this podcast or based on anything else you read, just always run it by your child's doctor. Mm -hmm. There are certain medications that can interfere with omega-3s. Usually kids aren't on those medications, but you never know. So you just want to run it by the doctor or a dietitian and who can tell you, you know, just be careful with this or that. Yep. Protein. So, I mean, we know protein is important. But give us a recap on on why it's important in ADHD. Yeah, so proteins help the brain produce neurotransmitters that help to regulate mood and enable focus, which obviously are two things that can kind of be a struggle for somebody who has ADHD. So protein, super important. Protein-rich foods like meats, eggs, nuts, and dairy digest slowly, which helps to keep the child or the person fuller for longer and provides them with a steady energy level throughout the day. Mm. And it's worth noting here that, so a lot of the kids that I work with with ADHD are on the pickier side Mm -hmm. and struggle to get enough calories in because of those meds. And a lot of the favorite foods are the carb snack foods, you know, Mm -hmm. goldfish, tortilla chips, gummies, crackers, things like that. So focusing on the protein, you know, over here in my brain, I'm like, oh yeah, protein's easy. Like just eat protein, but a lot of kids struggle for that. Um, So, you know, really trying to focus on getting those foods in. Like, for example, one of the snack swaps that I often might recommend is like, all right, instead of doing goldfish, can we do something like trail mix where there's mm-hmm. nuts and there's dried fruit and, yeah. you know, we can get in some of that that protein and maybe those omega-3s if there's walnuts in there. Right. So kind of, you know, hitting, hitting lots of checkboxes at yeah. once. Pairing the proteins with the carbs mm-hmm. is always a great way to regulate the blood sugar. Um and the appetite, and just add the balance that we're really looking for. Right. Um, blood sugar balance is 
important. It's not something to stress out about. I mean, if you're eating a generally well-rounded diet, mm-hmm. I mean, there's not going to be an issue with blood sugar unless there's diabetes or something as well yes. going on. Um, but we do definitely want to just think about, are we getting in a good mix of protein, carbs, and fats? Yeah. So let's talk about those carbs. Let's talk about some complex carbs. So complex carbs digest a little slower. They usually are higher in fiber, which has a number of benefits as it is, but it also helps to keep a child fuller for longer because of the slower digestion and the increase in fiber. Yeah. Like, what are some of the foods that are complex carbs? Yeah, like whole grains, really any kind of whole grain, like cereal, maybe it's oats, something like that, Mm -hmm. nuts, sweet potatoes. Yeah. Anything along those lines is a complex carb. Mm -hmm. And also, if a child is maybe feeling fuller for longer, it can also be a bonus for children who have ADHD, since irritability and fatigue from that hunger, maybe getting hangry, Mm -hmm. can be additionally distracting, which we know somebody with ADHD might already Oh, yeah. And even someone without it. Like, if I'm hungry, I'm only thinking about food. (laughs) I'm not thinking about anything else. Yeah. That's why it's always great to have a snack on hand, like a handful of nuts, maybe a PB&J with whole bread, whole grain bread. Roasted chickpeas are also great. Um, And then popcorn is also great with fiber, a complex carb. For sure. Let's talk about iron. I'm really into iron these days. I can't yep. get, I can't get enough. So, iron is a really important nutrient for kids because it impacts brain development. And let's remember that our kids' brains are developing until they're like past 20 years old. Yep. So, like my brain's still cooking. Izzy is still a child. I am. Honestly, I am. <laughs> I wish I was. I want to get smarter. <laughs> Ugh, mine's like a stone in there. Okay. So, Iron affects brain development, and it affects the production of dopamine, which regulates movement and behavior. So low iron levels can actually aggravate ADHD symptoms, Mm -hmm. which is, like, just thinking about the circle of life here with this, with iron and appetite and, you know, low iron levels, you know, the kids who have ADHD who might be on meds, they might not eat enough. They might struggle with protein. There mm-hmm. might be the pickiness going on. Um, you know, if they're not getting in those iron rich sources, they might have low levels of iron and it's just aggravating the symptoms. Right. So it's, it worse. so it's just so, it, I just, it's so interesting how it comes full circle like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a good idea. Now, the pediatricians screen um, hemoglobin levels at certain intervals in your child's development, especially in infancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I specifically asked what ages these are, and I already forgot. So <sighs> sorry, Rachel, if you're listening. <laughs> I already forgot what you told me. Um, but if you're worried that your child isn't eating meats or um, getting enough iron and perhaps they're showing symptoms like fatigue or, um, you know, they look really, their eyelids look pale, things like that. Get their iron levels checked. It's a simple um, blood draw that can be done and you can get their iron levels checked. Mm-hmm. It is more common for kids with ADHD to be deficient. 
Um, if your child does need more iron, it's always best to get the iron from food rather than relying on supplements. Right. And iron supplements can be very constipating, mm-hmm. which is a big issue in yeah. pediatrics. Mm-hmm. So um, heme iron is the most absorbable. So that's going to be found in animal proteins. So that's red meat is the best source of iron. And then there's um, chicken and turkey. Dark meat is going to have a little bit more heme iron um, than the white meat. Um, And then fish and any other animal product. Eggs have a little bit of iron. Then there's non-heme iron, which is iron from plant sources. So that's dark leafy greens beans, tofu, fortified cereals, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to absorb that iron as well. So in situations where iron is low, we do want to push animal forms of protein where we can. Right. Um, Another thing that can help increase iron absorption is serving the iron-rich food with vitamin C. Yeah. So for example, if you're serving fish, sprinkle lemon juice on it. Yep. If your child is having a a cheeseburger, serve it with a glass of orange juice. Yep. Um, you know, I might say if someone's having a bowl of Cheerios, eat some strawberries on the side. Mm-hmm. So some other vitamin C sources are bell peppers, mm. um, potatoes have some vitamin C, yep. mango, any citrus fruit. Um, there's lots of sources. Those are some of the big ones that come to mind. Oh, kiwi is great mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Kiwi is also really good for constipation. So mm-hmm. if you're and listening, what's that? And kiwis are yummy. And they're yummy. Although for some people, they, like, make, make them itchy. Tingle. Yeah. Mine does that sometimes, but it doesn't stop me. Yeah. That happens to me with pineapple. It actually does. It's do- the same thing. It actually does stop me. Yeah. <laughs> now let's move into, should kids with ADHD avoid certain foods? Yes. This is where all the myths come in. Mm. I love myself a good nutrition myth. Oh, Actually, I don't. <laughs> but so what are these? Are we talking about food dyes here? Yeah. Let's talk okay. about food dyes. Okay. So there have been, I feel like, numerous different comments made about food dyes and all of the different things that it can affect and how it's they're awful for you and all of this, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Let's just say that there has not been enough research to conclude that artificial food dyes really have any kind of an effect on ADHD and specifically to make a broad sweeping claim that artificial food dyes make ADHD worse or cause ADHD or anything like that. There have been a few studies where certain specific children have maybe seen an increase in symptoms, but this is not enough to make a claim or even a suggestion that artificial food dyes should be avoided when it comes to a correlation between behaviors of ADHD and food dyes. Mm-hmm. On an individual level, I will say, you know, some parents will say to me, I absolutely know this is difference in my child's behavior when they have artificial dyes, blue right. or red or whatever. And to that, I say, then avoid them. Yeah. You know, the research does say in some children, exactly, they may have more symptoms. Yeah. And I truly believe that the parent knows their child best. Absolutely. You are your child's, you know, best advocate and you really know what works best for your own child. Right. And so if you know this, that they are more behavioral when they have the dyes, then avoid them. And it's not like it's not like that's eliminating any really healthful foods that we 
you know, want them eating. Right. It's not like, oh, there's artificial dye in apple. Don't eat it, you know? Yeah. It's the foods that are not contributing to fruit and vegetable goals and whole grain mm-hmm. goals anyway. Right. Um, so, you know, if you're going to avoid artificial colors and that means they're not eating, you know, push pops and, mm-hmm. you know, fruit roll-ups, then right. great. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't want your child, if they are already limited with the things that they can eat because of medication or they're picky mm-hmm. or whatever that might be, mm-hmm. you just don't want to put them on an overly restrictive diet. For sure. foods that make it that they're not consuming even the bare nutrients that they were consuming before. Exactly. It's just something to keep in mind. Exactly. And that's why working with a dietitian is so important because, like, we can definitely come up with foods that your child will accept that don't have artificial dyes in them. Yes. Um, Cool. So that's the food dye thing. So not enough research. We don't need to, like, throw away all our foods that have dyes in them. Yes. And then sugar. Yeah, sugar. (laughs) Sugar doesn't cause ADHD. Again, no. all kinds of misinformation on the internet and everywhere that is just so great. <laughs> <laughs> great. But, yeah, bottom line, sugar does not cause ADHD. Um, just make sure you have a balance. You're feeding your child a balanced diet with those complex carbs, the healthy fats, the protein, and having sugar as a treat Yeah. once a day. Right. And... The, with So sugar doesn't cause ADHD, but there's research, too, that sugar doesn't cause hyperactivity in general. Right. Um, I, I know a lot of parents out there who say, like, oh, my God, when my kids have sugar, they're so hyper. But when we think of the situations when kids have sugar, <laughs> like... A birthday party. Birthday parties, holidays, Halloween, yep. like, you know... Of course they're excited and jumping off the walls. You know what I mean? It's like... exciting, fun situations. There are other kids around. I'm thinking about my nephew and my daughter who were on Christmas Eve, like, break dancing in my kitchen at 9 p.m. Yep. (laughs) But it, it didn't have anything to do with the sugar. It was like oh my gosh, I get to stay up late. I just got presents. Yeah. Everyone's here. I'm showing off a little bit. Yeah. I'm having fun. It wasn't the sugar. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can serve my daughter ice cream at yeah. dinner time, and she's like the normal kid that she normally is right. after that. Right. Um. So yeah, that's that's kind of a nice takeaway. So anyone listening whose child doesn't have ADHD, um, sugar is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So, that was fun to go through all those nutrients. What do we have for Jen with cooking? I'm starving. We're recording right now, and it's dinner time, and I'm I'm wondering. I'm like, did my husband start dinner yet? <laughs> oh, I hope so. So, what do we have for Jen with cooking? Your weeknight pasta primavera. Oh, such a good one. Yes. All right. I forget what inspired this recipe. This is from Fueling Families. Um... I think I just love pasta. Who doesn't love pasta? (laughs) Yeah. So this is pasta with a whole bunch of vegetables, and I put white beans in it to to up the protein. It's got cherry tomatoes, kalamata olives, Mm -hmm. like that salty bite. You got to have it. Um, Canned quartered artichokes, again, for that salty bite. I know you're a fresh artichoke cooker, but ever since ever since I stabbed myself with it that time, I I just can't. I I do like the canned ones too. (laughs) I use the canned ones. Um what else is in there? I think there's tomatoes in there. Yep, cherry tomatoes. I I throw throw kale kale in there. there. Yes. Yep. Yep. So it's super colorful. It comes together. They're super easy. I mean you're using a bunch of canned ingredients, like Mm -hmm. the artichokes and the beans. Yep. 
Um, you this just is cook also up pasta. Meatless, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I wanted it to be meatless, which is why I used the beans. But you could absolutely add chicken to it mm-hmm. and have this awesome sort of like almost Greek feeling. Yeah, so good. Like chicken dish. Yeah. Um, yummy. Yeah, so yummy. So I hope that inspires someone to cook a pasta primavera. Yes. And if you're looking for that or any of Jen's other recipes, her cookbook will be linked in the description of the episode. Awesome. Very cool. Okay, I think that wraps it up. Please like, share with a friend, review, all that good stuff. And we will see you next time for another episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mom, What's for Dinner? If you like what you hear, please be sure to rate and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you need recipe inspiration or want to find out more about how to feed your kids, head on over to jenbelangernutrition.com and check out the videos, blog, and shop tabs. We'll see you soon for another episode.